When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ice-T, after your tremendous success on your past album, some have said you've sold out because of your use of rock and roll in your music. How do you reply to that? You see, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, rock and roll is truly black music. It was created by Chuck Berry, Little Richard, and black people like that who started it off back in the day, you know. And as far as I'm concerned, music is music. I don't look at it as rock, R&B, all that kind of stuff. I just look at it as music, you know. But uh, I do what I like, and I happen to like rock and roll, and I feel sorry for anybody who only listens to one form of music. So suck a punk cop, move like a king when I roll hops. You try to flex, bang, another bang. nigga drop. You gotta deal with this, cause in the way out, why? Cash money ain't never gonna play out. I got nothing to lose, much to gain in my brain. I got a capitalist migraine, I gotta get paid tonight. You motherfucking right, taking my grip, check my bitch, keep my game tight. So many hoes on my jock, think I'm a movie star. 19, I got a $50,000 car. Go to school, I ain't going for it. Kiss my ass, bust the cap on the Moet. Cause I don't wanna hear that crap. I'd rather be a new jack hustler. 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 H-U-S-T-L-E-R. Hustler. Goddamn, what a brother got to do to get a message through to the red, white, and blue. What I got to die before you realize I was a brother with open eyes. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, the OGLC, and I am joined, as not always, by Joey, the evil dick Haney. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back on the show. It's always fun. I only go on shows that I like. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, have you ever been referred to as Joey, the evil dick Haney? <laughs> No, but I have to, um, you know, I, I need to re-up the business card. So uh, I think we just found something there. So I'll make sure you get points for that if anything comes out of it. So here's, just to set the stage, 
before before we go into the subject at hand, um, you know, it's hard for Joy and I, as we are very important men, to schedule these type of podcasts across state lines and things like that. So I, he, I was told by Joey that he, his earliest he could do it was 9 p.m. Mountain Time. And so I was like, ah, oh, he's probably got a stacked day full of working and all kinds of errands he's got to do. So I talked to you at, uh, I texted you about four o'clock, just seeing if we could move it up a little bit. And uh, where were you, Joey? I was at a, uh, I was at a barcade. Now, what is a barcade? A bar, obviously, in an arcade. And what were you doing exactly when I called you? I was, I was playing video games. What video game? Uh, well, I was, I was probably playing the Journey video game. After. <laughs> so you were making Steve Perry kick ass or whatever like that. And is, is part yeah. of, is part of the game to get the most points to is Steve Perry to hide for thirty years and then emerge, and <laughs> nobody knows why you're gone, or no. Uh, he has to shoot these like rays at these like neon bars before they kill him, and uh, you know you just got to get to the finish line before the neon bars kill. It's a ridiculous game. Uh, there's definitely not enough groupies in it for a video game based off of a '70s '80s band. Sure. Who made that though? What was the? Do you know what the company was? Yeah, Midway. They're wow. Real, they're a real big company. They, yeah, yeah. They made that. Yeah. Of course. So. It, but uh, yeah, the, that's my, uh, you know, I, have a, I had a day off today and I had to go to my happy place, which is uh, a free play arcade over in Arlington, Texas, about a skip and a jump from where the uh, Brothers Abbott grew up. Okay. Yeah. And that's, I just, you know, I can still kill it with Ms. Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, you know, the classics, but I've never done Journey. I've, I remember seeing it and being, and not even <laughs> being familiar back in the day. And it was like sitting next to Dragon's Lair and I, I went with Dragon's Lair to take my money before. Uh, the quarter eater of all time. Oh yes. my God. You just look, look at it the wrong way and you're done. You're dead. You just constantly <laughs> yeah. die. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, they saw all the money they made and they're like, Hey, let's fuck people even over even more with space ace. Do you recall this game? <laughs> no. No? That came out after. No. That was another version, and it had no credit to Ace Freely or anything like that. Gonna, so, yeah, it was the same shit. Say, but you know what? I am an exception, but I heard that guys that play video games don't love their wives. Ooh, that's right. Better call the cops, right? Yeah. Come mm-hmm. on. Quick question two. Video game Steve Perry or real life Steve Perry? Which one has worse hair? Oh, the real one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, all right. Fair enough. I, I mean, could, could there be any better uh, kind of example of a podcaster's life is is <laughs> is either being in his basement, leaving his basement to play video games in the dark, and then coming back to the basement uh, uh, to schedule that time to talk about iced tea. We're talking about iced tea, people. Iced tea, a national treasure. We are going to prove – not prove. We don't need to prove anything. We're just going yeah. to give uh, describe kind of what we're doing today with 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 iced tea in general, not just body count, but we're doing what, Joey? Well, I originally said it was going to be iced tea for white people, but I think the more PC term would be iced tea for dummies. Yeah, sure. He's an actor. He has done a TED talk. He's fought Tipper Gore. He's the OG. He's the original gangster of rap. He was. He started Body Count. He's been in SVU for twenty fucking years. Uh, he's a former podcaster. Uh, oh. He once he once got dressed up as a rat for a movie. Uh, <laughs> His biggest street cred, though, is he was in Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo, and the original. Party people in the place to be. This 
point is he is a geico spokesperson what else can this man do joey um win the presidency which yes. i'd vote for i'd vote for him immediately are you kidding me come on but yeah. let's start how, how do you want to take this journey do you want to start from <laughs> there's that word again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right where do you want to start with with this this I, our iced tea fandom well, I mean, you grew up, you know, as a, a middle-class Caucasian like myself. Yes. Uh, how did Ice T enter your world, by God? Sure. So, you know, I, st- I remember it like it was yesterday, Joey. And that is that uh, in high school, basically, there was this, this rock dealer who introduced me to Guns N' Roses, Megadeth, all these kind of things that I've touched on on the show. But um, he also... Oh. Rock dealer, was he like hanging outside the school in a van or something like that? Or uh... it was he was the locker next to me. You know, he was okay. uh, he was Canoon right next to Cannon. The locker is alphabetical. Um, <laughs> he was he was foreign. His he was Cannon, but you you pronounce it differently. With he, sure. he had an umlaut over the uh, the O. <laughs> Canoon, um, but uh, yes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So anyway, I was talking to my friend Kanoon, and he, he, he the same thing. He gave me live like a suicide and everything like that on on vinyl and everything back in the day. And uh, uh, but then he also had a, a cassette of Power, you know. And he handed nice. it to me. He's like, he's like this dude. He's like, I'm not even into rap, but these lyrics are incredible. And on the album cover, you know, it's got Ice T. It's got his DJ. And then it has, I guess, his girlfriend or whatever in the time in a swimsuit that was like super hot. But in retrospect, it's the same swimsuit that Borat was wearing. <laughs> well, thankfully, of... this one wasn't like Muppet Green. Uh, <laughs> just wearing like this white V swimsuit, which is, you know, definitely, uh, definitely a, something for the eyes, even at that time. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure re- a lot of retailers were not happy with that cover, if they were even carrying the album in the first place. Yeah, they're like, there's two black guys, they've got guns, and there's a chick half naked on the front of it. I mean, that's yeah. that's right there, that's scary. And, yeah, you know. and speaking of retailers, by the way, let it be known that Ice-T never put out an edited version of his album just to get into the Walmarts of the world. And everybody else did, That's uh, you know, there might've been some exceptions, but as far as like really, you know, high up there acts, he never gave into that pressure. That's how anti-censorship he was. Even NWA made a clean version of straight yep. out of Compton for those big boys. Agreed. So that, but, that's but another even, reason why ice is real. It, it, to that point too, the album cover of straight out of Compton, even they even uh, Photoshopped out the guns. For the, uh, yeah, exactly. the edit. No kidding. Then it was just like guys looking down at you for no apparent reason. Um, so if, if Ice had done it, they'd have been carrying like hot dogs and uh, <laughs> she'd have been wearing like a maybe, no, not a burka because we're talking about Walmart here, but uh, you know, uh, she'd have been uh, she uh, she'd have been replaced by Ann Ramsey or something. So sure, that's a beautiful image. Besides the songs themselves, it was first off the cover was dangerous. It was sexy. It also had that that uh, the you know. 
just like, I should not have this as a 14 year old kid, you know, in West Lafayette, Indiana, you know what I mean? It was, and it was, it was, and that's where I'm going to go into it. Maybe this kind of goes with you too, is in general rap or this type of rap was, was essentially my rock at the same time, because my God, if my parents listened to this album, I would be killed. Do you know what I mean? So it was, oh, yeah. like, it was you, dangerous. You you pray that they find your copy of Shout the Devil versus this. I mean, yes, it, it's not even a contest as far as like getting into that kind of deep shit. Oh, right. not at all. No, I mean, the song's drama. Uh, that's a great story song. High Rollers. Uh, but then the, what grabbed me, too, also was right from the beginning, from my first introduction, was that this is a rapper kind of like Run DMC or Beastie Boys, not that there was or similar in that way, but the fact that they in, incorporated rock into their music. And the first thing that grabbed me was that song personal. Okay. Yeah. Which absolutely. by the way, never knew it until I came back to it like 20 years later, that that is magic man by heart. MC's no time out. It's time to run out. You dug your own grave. Now you must climb out, dig out, fall out, hide from the fallout. Cause when I get mad, I go all out. I in the coldest cube, dude. And when I'm Michael Boy, I'm known to get rude. Criminal background, it's time to get down. I use a silencer, don't like the loud sound of my mic blast. You better run fast. The last punk that pop junk pass. Spit on his grave, laugh, jumped in my stretch, sign his bitch and autograph. Syndicate boy, I don't fool out. You're full grown. School's out, you try to diss, I think you better cool out Cause your butter smoke, if we ever do out The jam is directed to all of those who expected For me to Kobe rejected, but now I'm highly respected Now that is infected, the dollar signs I collected Jealous punks, I said it, take it personal, personal, personal Yeah, it's that solo jam section in the middle And that's a really good pull because It's not an obvious riff No they could have. Well, they could have used the main riff from the song but going into that bridge solo section is such a good idea. And it's yeah, the best part of the song. To, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It is drink. Oh, look at you. You are a pro, a real fan. By the way, real quick, uh, Baco and I want to thank you for your, your, uh, uh, your recent review, which, which you want to give us the review of the show? that you just did recently? I said something to the effect of, this is one of the few podcasts I stay current on. They are an island of reality in an ocean of diarrhea. <laughs> Easily might be my favorite review of the year, by the way. And I don't want to give away the movie that I stole that line from, but that's a little homework for everybody. If you can find out that movie, we should give them like a prize or something, or I'll even send them a prize. I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm just imagining Baco and I uh, in in Bermuda Bermuda shorts, <laughs> drinking drinking a, a Coors Lights together on the beach, and just 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 nothing but 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 poop as far as the eyes can see. Yeah, with the one tree, and you got like a shark fin out in the uh, background. <laughs> it's a beautiful image. Yeah. It's next year's rock and pod shirt. Oh. <laughs> Still zero percent bots. Yeah. So. All right. So, um, what about you? That was my introduction, and what we can kind of touch on. We're going to touch on little albums here and there, feature some music, feature, feature some audio clips of the great Ice T. Um, but I'll throw it to you. What about you? Uh, same record, Power. Uh, my my cousin who I won't say his name for reasons I'll tell you about here in a second. Oh boy. Uh, he was, he was that yeah, Steve. Got that Is it Steve? Warm, sure. We'll go. Let's go with Steve. Yes. Um, 
he, it's one of those ones you look up to because they're older than you and uh, he's got all the cool records and stuff like that. Uh, so like, you know, maybe two years ago we were jamming out to like David Lee Roth and stuff like that. I see him a couple of years later and he's into rap now and okay. he's listening to two live crew. And that was the first time I heard move something was through him and obviously hanging out with me like in like terrible rappers, the by the way, can't you in retrospect, yeah. those they're awful rappers. Oh, oh sure. Absolutely. But great just, at the time. But in the unapologetic sense that they are definitely just in it for the pussy and oh, the yeah. money. Oh yeah. Um, we so, want some pussy. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, Kennison did a great bit on them talking about how terrible they are at rapping. And oh. also when he did the HBO special version of that same joke, ice T is in the crowd laughing his ass off by the way. <laughs> really? That's great. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's, I think it's called the family entertainment hour for anybody who wants to reference that, but okay. Yeah. So yeah, he was doing move something and, uh, he puts on power, you know, and initially I was like, well, he's not cursing and talking about sex as much as these other guys are. Right. So initially I was like, ah, you know, but the first one that stuck out was I'm your pusher. Uh, not even knowing that it was, you know, a Curtis Mayfield lift until years later, Mm -hmm. of course, you know, because that's how, you know, even when we heard cover songs in the eighties or samples, you know, it wouldn't register until later on when you get into classic rock and oldies and stuff like that. But you know, he was talking about stuff that I knew nothing about, and I right. didn't get any of the lyrics at the time. I mean, it was a, definitely a slow transition into being like, okay, these guys are talking about something, and I don't know if they're for real about it or not. Once you figure out what they are talking about, it just uh, as you get older and older, the teenage years into adult years, and the stuff makes more sense now. And come to find out that you know a lot of guys at the time they were saying things and putting stuff on their records, and they were probably lying, and they were probably you know, accentuating the uh, extreme to get over with the uh, public. And not that Ice-T didn't. Sure. But he also has credibility with, you know, legit street gangs. And he talks about this in his bio, which I recommend, the Ice Opinion. Uh, So, you know, yeah, he definitely paints a picture. But, you know, those people, the real people out there and at that time, like they know him and he's legit in their eyes. So, you know, you find out later on, like, you know, and I'm not trying to dog NWA cause I'm going to do this a couple of times probably cause I like NWA. All right. Uh, but you know, ice cube, not a gangster, you know, he had like, and not only is he like, you know, a family entertainer now, but the guy had, he was like a straight A student and he had a, uh, you know, he had a full ride to go to college instead. He joined NWA. So you want to just jump kind of on the discography angle? We're going to jump around a little bit, but just to kick it off with Ryan Pays, because uh, I went. It sounds like both of us went power and then went back and got that album, right? Pretty much, yeah. That's that's uh, that's how it happened, and, and that happened with me with a lot of bands, you know. Right, right. <laughs> so I mean, uh, I, I should mention too on power because we already mentioned it that it it actually got as high. It's pretty pretty impressive because they had no no hit singles or anything i got to 35 on the charts mm-hmm. for albums and it stayed on the charts uh, for 30 weeks as well yeah strictly based off of sales because you're, you're talking about a pre-sound scan error too if you want to get a little technical about it sound scan didn't show up until 1991 so they used the album charts it was based on not just sales but also radio play and even to an extent, MTV play. And Ice was getting none of those other two things. So he strictly stayed in the charts based off of his record sales, which is amazing to me. 
This album, before I throw it to you, the first thing that, that hit me, though, as a, uh, a rock fan is the fact that I was like, what is that? And I don't know, because it was an interesting loop, but the title track has what Black Sabbath song? Oh, War Pigs. And they take the uh, that little GF sharp FE run, and they actually like make it go a little faster. This ain't Wendy's but the moon while I'm walking suck around. It almost sounds like maybe they got a studio musician to play, but as you kind of listen to it on headphones, you realize it's a sped up version of it. Yep. But uh, what are your impressions on this album from going from you heard Power First, then you went to Ryan Pays? I mean, I think in retrospect, it's a good debut in the sense he is still finding what he is. He hasn't, he's not quite leaving the party yet. He's doing half party records and half street records. So it's it's not very focused in that sense, but I think maybe initially he was hoping maybe to have it both ways, uh, maybe for the you know the possibility of maybe having some hit singles. Who knows? I, I don't know what was in his head at that time, but th- that's just my theory. But obviously, people were telling him, man, the stuff when you're talking about real stuff, yeah, he references this in OG, like when I did six in the morning, that was the real shit. Uh, so I think he got out of those party record things, uh, you know, obviously after just this one album, although the sex rhymes are fun, you know, but, um, yeah. And even uh, doing the, uh, you hear licensed ill, which came out in the same year. And at the end of it, he's doing our most requested record, which is technically a bonus track, but it's just like Zeppelin riffs galore. Yeah. And, and, and still on that, you know, if you were stack this record against uh, contemporaries at the time, it, it still knocks them down. I mean, you've got the pure comedy of Pimpin' Ain't Easy, which is just laugh out loud uh, through many parts of that song. And then you've got Pain, which is a, like you're talking about, like a street rhyme and the pinnacle, which it is perfect that it is the officially the last song on the album because it leads into the rest of his career, and that is Squeeze the Trigger. Yo, evil, what's up, man? They be bugging. They won't play our records on the radio, man. Say we violent, man. They need to look at the news, you know what I'm saying? Somebody need to kill that noise. Man, what you doing with that up under your shirt? Oh man, it's time we put some head out word. Let's get busy, E. Come on, homeboy. Squeeze the trigger. This nonsense, sweating my crew, trying to come to the show, searching my car. Man, I'm sick of the cop, 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 cop. Rampage on stage, my crew's in a rage. Search my posse, found the Uzi, but missed the 12 gauge. Maniac, I'm a Ryan Brainiac, living on the edge of a razor. Remember that, cold rolling, thick as a shake. I'm rocking hard as a quake. I can live on bread and water, unlocked in space. My mind's a riot gun, there ain't none bigger. 
Yeah, that's an amazing song. As important, in my opinion, as Six in the Morning is, because you and most people are familiar with Easy es Boys in the Hood. Not for nothing, but Boys in the Hood is just a straight up rip off sequel of Six in the Morning. How many times have you heard about D. Snyder, you know, talking uh, during the whole PMRC controversy? What was the whole thing? He went to to what the Supreme Court? Where'd he go? Uh, he went to a Senate hearing. Uh, where they're right. going to try to regulate, uh, you know, rock lyrics. Like that was the thing is that they were going after the content. They weren't going after, hey, labels should put warnings on there. No, they wanted to kind of shut them down. Right. So the struggle was real there. It was. But I'm saying we've heard that in the rock world, we've heard all that, oh, D. Snyder did such a good job and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he did. But here's the thing. ice tea. Toe to toe fighting right in this time during the power era of fighting PMRC direct going on Oprah, Oprah's show, right sitting right next to Tipper Gore and holding court against her, dominating. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, well on his way to becoming the national treasure. Issues that impact on your industry. Let's put it all in a nutshell. The enemies of the music is what fuels the fire. As soon as a kid comes home from school and his mother says, have you listened to your Ice-T album today? I'm through. Rock and roll has always got to have an enemy. That's what keeps it rock and roll. So what is it you want, Tipper? You say you don't want censorship. You want... I'm not for censorship. I'm for awareness. A label helps a busy parent make a distinction. A label going into the bedroom helps it. Going in his bedroom and The National PTA is not interested in censorship. Let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this, Ice-T. What about restrictions? Because there are restrictions on movies. There are restrictions on magazines. You can't sell them over. The question is who's qualified to make the restrictions and stuff and also the real problem here with the one side versus the other is not that my homeboys are hearing it if only my friends were hearing these records nobody cared is that their kids are buying more rap records than our kids and the white kids now from suburbia are listening to nwa and the parents don't know what to do about it if only the brothers if only the brothers in the neighborhood listen to it nobody cares it's, 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 it's rock and roll going into suburbia and getting to his kid he's paranoid of me because i take his kid that's where he did it for me that's where he did it yeah it's pretty it's a pretty amazing moment in television history that never doesn't even get talked about all that much like i've seen those list shows like on your vh1s and stuff like that of like the greatest rock moments in television history like even in a top 100 how is that moment not breaking that list that's ridiculous jello biafra was there as well who is the lead singer of dead candies yes okay so before who comes into the story a little bit later, but before I've already spoken my piece about the power album, what else would you like to say about, about this album before we move on to the next? No, it was, just, it was an important album for me. I mean, uh, and that's, uh, and the other thing that I didn't realize that was going on at the time, but it did happen this way is that every act that he checked off and naming on, I'm your pusher. I got into all of those acts and truly those are the best rap acts of all time. So if you need to know what a good one one for that genre is, literally listen to that one song and then just go from there because there's not a stiff on that list. Oh, Mr. Dope, man. I'm loving you, man. You got it going on, man. What else you got? 
I got some of that Kumo D. Oh yeah, man, I want some of that, man. Got some Dougie Fresh. Oh, give me an ounce of that, man. I want that all night long. Got some Eric B and my Kim. Oh, that is some real dope right there. Got some of that LL Cool J. No, no, man, I don't want none of that, man. You keep that, man. Got some Boogie Down Productions, KRS-One. Oh, now you're talking, man. Come on. Public Enemy. Yeah, don't stop, don't stop. Biz Marquee. Make the music I'm with your mouth, Biz. I love it. Just don't know what to do Because my dope breaks through No matter what they do My stuff gets to you Kicking on the boulevard My temple's hyped and hard I don't ask The ice just bogart Sire Records puts me out With Warner Brothers clout My dope hits the street With no doubt Evilly adds the cut Then removes it Is checks for purity And then approves it And then you get it Try it and like it And if it ain't potent We remix it and spike it To bring you the pure dope Not a noose in the rope Cause if you're doing crack You're on death row You're just a toy pump That mess with that junk You want some real dope Come look in my trunk The dope I'm selling is life 100% legit So get real fool And try some real hit Word up my brother You got me high as a kite I feel good tonight Ice tea man You alright So here's how the the uh, years go. 87, Ryan Pays. 88, Power. 89 is freedom of speech. Just watch what you say. Which, to this day, the most offensive, ugliest, possibly of all time album cover besides Born Again by Black Sabbath. <laughs> as far it's, as a piece of art. Yeah, it's the Born Again of rap. And it's just... It does kind of say it all almost on the cover. It's it's not comfortable at all. Like <laughs> it's a that it's guy's a, gonna lose. That yeah, guy's I mean, losing at the end of the day. Yeah. It's a cartoon of a black guy with a shotgun in his mouth and two other guns in his ears, and it just basically says freedom of speech, just watch what you say. It's essentially the uh the summary, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the first time I ever heard someone say it that way. Like we, we grew up on your First Amendment and freedom of speech, and then you start hearing someone else contradict to that, and you're like, wait a second, why is he saying that? That was, That's all I needed at the time. Well, it was pretty much, you know, at that point, he had been, uh, you know, vilified by everything for, for uh, leading up to that, and I think that was kind of his, his response. But at the, at, the, at, the, at the same time, I mean, I can't believe that I had this CD, okay, and that it, and I had it laying out in in view of my parents. How did I never get questioned about this album cover? I don't know, but I think we solved the arson uh, uh, case here. <laughs> that I had to burn it, or they burned it. Uh, I, I'm going to put it on them, actually. Since I don't... <laughs> but we've got what's your jam on the on this this album? What's the main song? If you had to, of one song on it right now, you got to pick. Mine's easy. It's an easy one. Ooh, it's the obvious uh, choice. I mean, first of all, I, you can't talk about this album, which also is also called The Iceberg, by the way. Oh, that's right. Um, I forgot. A lot of words for one album title. Yeah. You can't talk about this album without talking about the intro, first of all. Okay. The Shut Up, Be Happy thing where it's Jello Biafra 
doing this a parody of a curfew for a post-apocalyptic world or what have you. Amazing. Over Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. (laughs) We interrupt this program with a special bulletin. America is now under martial law. All constitutional rights have been suspended. Stay in your home. Do not attempt to contact loved ones, insurance agents, or attorneys. Shut up. Do not attempt to think or depression may occur. Stay in your home. Curfew is at 7 p.m. sharp after work. Anyone caught outside the gates of their subdivision sectors after curfew will be shot. Remain calm. Do not panic. Your neighborhood watch officer will be by to collect urine samples in the morning. Anyone caught interfering with the collection of urine samples will be shot. Stay in your home. Remain calm. The number one enemy of progress is questions. National security is more important than individual will. All sports broadcasts will proceed as normal. No more than two people may gather anywhere without permission. Use only the drugs prescribed by your boss or supervisor. Shut up. Be happy. Obey all orders without question. The comfort you've demanded is now mandatory. Be happy. At last, everything is done for you. I think this is probably his best top to bottom rap album. That, Ooh, that's my opinion. Wow. Because here's because with me, OG is really, really good. Too much. It, too much. It's too it, it's got too much filler on it. And and you know, for me this is the perfect ice tea album basically for, for the rap stuff. Uh the the pictures he paints, as I like to say, uh, <laughs> even even on even on like the early stuff like Lethal Weapon and you played yourself, but peel their caps back. I mean, come on. But let's go back to the intro though. How like what a I don't even know the right word to say. Um, I guess it's like a ma- it's like a mashup. It's like a mashup, but like yeah, you know, it's just a good marriage. You take these two things. Where I like that, I don't think he was calling it like this, but in many ways, Ice T is like the Black Sabbath of his genre. You could argue there dark, might be dark. some people. Sure. Yeah, they're dark and they literally invented a whole new thing basically for the masses. Well, you could argue that some people may have come before and talked about these certain things and did it a certain way. He really is that guy. So I think it's really uh, prophetic in a sense that he would think to use that. Uh, which was definitely his call. He he was he wasn't a guy that had like a producer like leading him, you know. And some people did, and that's fine. But he was definitely his own thing. Maybe Evil E did it, his DJ. But it was just them two doing those records by themselves, basically. So that's another thing that needs to be said. Yes, yeah, so and my cat agrees. 
you talk about like I used to just rewind that, even though it was yeah. rap. It wasn't rap. I didn't know who the fuck Jello was at the time. Too, yeah. I'm like, who is this guy? Who's this white yeah. dude introing this album? It was so just odd. The whole thing about it, and I just and love the. And he, and he talks like this, and he, and talks, he talks, yeah, like a like like a drill sergeant, but kind of nerdy at the same time, right. <laughs> So before we let that go, uh, you were talking about the intro. One last thing I wanted to mention about that for me is uh, probably one of the greatest concert openings ever for me. It wasn't a nice tea show, even though I have seen Body Count Live. Um, it was at a Megadeth concert where they Ooh. used that over the PA at full blast before the band came out. I thought that was a perfect thing to do. Plus, it was like maybe less than a month after 9-11. So... Everybody was feeling that intro. What else do you want to mention about this this album? Uh, I want to just mention, drop a couple of uh, tracks to check out. Is an intro is Lethal Weapon. I also like the fact that it came out about the same time of the Lethal Weapon movies. Um, that's that's a great track. Peel your caps back, like you just said. Uh, the rock track, the sex track on this that I played all the time. Uh, was uh, is there's it's not a sample or anything. It's just a straight up rock track. Think like Beastie Boys or, or Run DMC, just original guitar track of "Girl Tried to Kill Me," and yeah. uh, and the title track "Freedom of Speech" at the end is, are my four favorites. And I see you on a jack move, laying down a dope groove, smoking those who disapprove, wrecking the deck. You regret if you cross punk, rolling like a Mack truck, waxing those who talk jump, dialing you in. I got your face in my crosshairs. Wanna see you don't bust, sucker, cause I don't care. Nothing about you, your crew, because you talk shit. I'm the lethal weapon boy, riding the apocalypse. If you're in my way, you lay beneath the ground soon. Violence is my business, fool. The microphone of doom. Mission massacre all punks as I bust caps. Feeling your back, my ammunition, hollow point raps. You try to run, that makes it even more fun. I just hold lamp and damp you with the shotgun. Cops try to flex. But guns they'll never find. My lethal weapon's my mind. The lethal weapon. The lethal weapon. The lethal weapon I'll assassinate. Let the people ain't stepping.
I know the next thing is, is going to be uh, OG original gangster, but I don't want to let this go. In 1990, because he was on Shire Records, uh, he does the rap theme title track to the Dick Tracy movie. <laughs> he did? I didn't know this. Yeah. Like, uh, wow. You know, obviously that's known as the Madonna record, but because, you know, he's label mates with Madonna. They brought him in to give, uh, you know, the movie, I guess, some sort of credibility that they were searching for. <laughs> Dick Tracy, look out, crooks, you better break out. Cause Tracy chilling on a stakeout. He's in town and he's hunting big boy Caprice. Tracy's on the CASC. It's no win if you think about doing crime. Tracy, have you doing time? Word. When he's dealing with hoods like flat top, he rolls solo. He doesn't need a backup cop. He just talks in the radio that's on his wrist. Pat Patton, no hook him up quick. He makes his move and such Scratch, claw, double cross, and slaughter his way to the top of an ugly heap. And by the time he was there, his greedy eye would wander to the spoils of national control of the racket. He was surrounded by a round-the-clock assortment of goons, pimps, shills, confident tricksters, flim-flam men, and later-jawed gunmen that responded to his every urge. Wow. Yeah, Dick Tracy. <laughs> yeah. E- e- evil Dick Tracy for you. <laughs> nice. And, uh... Yeah, I mean, and, you know, it's got all those people in it that, you know, Ice-T grew up watching, so I'm sure that was the idea, was like, you know, hey, De Niro, Pacino, those, those kind of guys often. You know, honestly, I've never seen the movie. I've managed to avoid it all these years, weirdly enough. Well, well done. You're not missing anything. Don't worry about it. So now we hit 1991, and everything kind of comes together. We've got uh, New Jack City comes out with uh, starring Ice-T has, well, actually starring Wesley Snipes, has yeah. Ice-T as a policeman, undercover policeman. Um, and it's directed and stars Mario uh, Mario Van Peebles. Do I have that right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Judd Nelson is also in it. Oh, that's like, right. But, and uh, a, a young Chris Rock playing a crackhead informant. Crazy uh, young. I think this is before he was on Saturday Night Live and Living Color. Just as he's getting just as he's getting on, he was on Saturday Night Live first, and then jumped okay. to in Living Color because he wasn't getting good screen time. Right, uh, but yeah, he still got he still has the box top, and he's in his rookie year on Saturday. <laughs> he Five. definitely is. This is before and, like uh, CB CB forty or whatever those movies are. It's like a year. It's like two years before, which is also a fun movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, and this is you know, even though Ice had done a few movies, this was his first foray into really serious acting. And if you ever did, you ever see his behind the music? By the way, on VH1, possibly. But please enlighten yeah. me more. He he was at a club and he was using a urinal and apparently Mario Van Peebles is like a couple <laughs> of stalls over and he says something really fucked up. And then Mario said, whoever just said that has a role in my film. <laughs> and he turned around. It was Ice-T. That's apparently how the story goes. I mean, I, I can't imagine they're lying about that because you want to talk about two guys in a urinal. That's way too much uh, material right there. Sure. But. But yeah, that's apparently how his his legitimate acting career got off the ground was by a chance meeting in a stall. So I gotta tell you, I'm not, I haven't seen that movie in quite a while, but I saw it maybe ten years ago, fifteen years ago. It still stood up then. It's pretty. I mean, it's a it's a really low budget movie. But do you remember this? The last time you've seen it, yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, you like it. No, I like the movie. I probably haven't seen it in a good fifteen years, but I. Last time I saw it, I, I still enjoyed it. I've probably seen it about three times. And the hit off this was the track New Jack Hustler. 
and which has one of the greatest lines was, I die harder than Bruce Willis. Love that the first time I heard it. Yeah, it was great. And which uh, I got to say, Beastie Boys said it two years before he did. They did. They did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's, on, still, uh, it's still a great line on Paul's Boutique on looking down the barrel of a gun. That's right. But I got to say, I, I wish I could tell you that you're right about that being the biggest hit off of New Jack City. But sadly, it isn't. There was another song that was a bigger hit. Seriously, on and this? I, w- I, I wish I didn't know this, and I hate myself for knowing this, and I'm not even looking at Wiki. This is from my brain. Go ahead. I Want to Sex You Up by Color Me Bad. <laughs> <laughs> Off of that movie? Yep, that's where it comes from. I didn't from. even remember that was on the soundtrack. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, I, I, wow. you know, that's just my old MTV brain, what? but that is exactly where it comes from. Was Judd Nelson doing a little dance during that? I don't remember that in the movie at all when that would come into play. Is that Chris Rock on crack? I see. I don't Maybe it's Wesley getting some play while uh, getting Ooh. into the pipe, you know, who knows? Nino, Nino. He played a good badass. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, he's great. I mean, the dude is, his two real big villain roles that and demolition man. Wesley had it going on, man. He did. I mean, I mean, this was, this was, uh, I think at this point he only, owe, he only owed the government 5 million in, in back taxes. <laughs> Right. At least he's not the the biggest tax idiot like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I think he's like in another country or has some kind of like, I don't think he's allowed in this country. Seriously, Wesley. I don't think he does. I, I think he owns like $50 million in taxes. Oh, well, we need to get another. Yeah, they like, yeah, I'm sure he's like just now finding out that he's not Blade anymore. He's got <laughs> to be so pissed. The guy had a good run. That and uh, sure. what was the Goldie Hawn movie with uh, the football oh. movie? Oh, God, Wildcats. <laughs> oh, God, I love that one. It's the first time I saw Goldie Hawn's boobs in that tub. There, nice, there you go. Yeah, um, White Man Can't Jump for me. That's, uh, there you go. And, also, and there's also boobs in that movie, too. So yeah, can't exactly. Let me take off all your clothes. Disconnect the phone so nobody knows. Yeah. Let me light a candle so we can make it clear. No, but um, but yeah. So OG, I, I completely agree. Um, there's some great tracks on this, but this is when, uh, and I also blame I blame CD technology for both rock acts and rap acts. I cannot stand fucking skits. Hate them. <laughs> you have it, it clutters everything. You only need to hear them once. That goes from everybody. It doesn't matter if it's Eminem or whatever. I do not see need to see an album that has 24 tracks on it, which I think is what OG has. At least 20 something, and at least 10 of those are bullshit intros, interludes that are not uh, good. So of this, this is basically like a 12 or 13 track album with clutter. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no doubt about it. And I was very happy that he included New Jack Hustler on OG. Just strictly due to the fact of I, I still don't have to own something that has fucking color me bad on it. That is a good I held point. out. I held out. That's right. Yeah. You knew it was going to happen. But uh, yeah. So the uh, I love like the, the quick Ziploc uh, track in the beginning. Mike contract. The title track OG. Original gangster.
Ten years ago, I used to listen to rappers flow Talking about the way they rock the mic at the disco I like how that shit was going down Dreamt about ripping the mic with my own sound So I tried to write rhymes something like them My boy said, that ain't you, Ice, that shit sounds like him So I sat back, thought up a new track Didn't fantasize, kicked the pure facts Motherfuckers got scared cause they was unprepared Who would tell it how it really was, who dared? A motherfucker from the West Coast, L.A. South Central, fool, where the Crips and the Bloods play When I wrote about parties, it didn't fit Next in the morning, morning. That was the real shit OG, original gangster 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 OG, original When I wrote about parties, someone always died. When I tried to write happy, yo, I knew I lied. Cause I live a life of crime. Why play a blind? A simple looking anyone with two cents would know I'm a hardcore player from the streets. Rapping about hardcore topics over hardcore drum beats. A little different than the average, though. Jet you through the fast lane, drop you on death row. Cause anybody who's been there knows that life ain't so lovely on the blood so fast track. That invincible shit don't work. Throw you in the joint, you'll be coming out feet first. So I blast the mic with my style. Sometimes I'm ill, and other times buck wild. But the science is always there. I'd be a true sucker if I act like I didn't care. I rap for brothers just like myself. Days by the game in a quest for extreme wealth. But I kick it to your heart and real. One wrong move, and your cap's peeled. I ain't no superhero, I ain't no Marvel comic. But when it comes to game, I'm atomic. It dropping it straight point blank and untwisted. No imagination needed, cause I lived it. This ain't no fucking joke, this shit is real to me. I'm Ice-T, OG. Uh, Pulse of the Rhyme, which is extremely violent. Oh, uh, yeah. But, uh, and, the t- but and of course, the tower. I mean, the tower is the something tower. else. Yep, the tower and, uh, you know, Escape in Prison. And then the, uh, just randomly on this album, just a song called Body Count that wasn't even the name of a band yet. I don't even think. Right? Um, yeah, it was just kind of into that. Yeah, because that's the thing is that when uh, he did this album and then he got the Lollapalooza tour. Right. And it was announced that Ice T would be playing Lollapalooza. Right. And he shows up with a rig and a rock band. And everybody's like, what the fuck is going on? It's cool, but what in the fuck is going on? And that's the whole thing. This is right in the zone where, well, first off, uh, La Palooza 91, you look at that lineup. Holy shit, right? Oh, I mean, it's a, it's, it is, it, it's, it's a true alternative. That's when alternative music still wasn't a marketed thing. This is, this is being taste, it's a taste making event by the 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 actual bands involved and of course perry is the brainchild of it but he definitely had some input from his band even some of the people he wanted on this tour and if you look at that first lineup compared to the second year which does have good acts on it and all subsequent Lollapaloozas did have good acts you will not find more variety than on that first Lollapalooza right there can i just can i just run through them real quick yeah yeah jane's addiction uh, Living Color, Nine Inch Nails, Violent Femmes, Fishbone, Ice Tea and Body Count, Butthole Surfers. Originally billed as BH Surfers. I've never seen that. Uh, yeah. Rollins Band, Lords of and Lords of Acid. I mean, that's God damn. Played uh, Susie and the Band. She's played on some of that tour too. Oh, so. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that's on there yeah. too. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's but, amazing. Uh, yeah, it's a hell of a lineup. But 
but um, yeah, so that was an odd thing where basically that that track was just on there. I was like, well, this is different. Now it's an actual like he's had rock tracks on here before, but this is actually a rock band. But before we get into body count too, the cover of this is badass. You know, he's just he's just there, wife beater right on the cover, uh, declaring white, himself. By the way, a white tank top for you kids listening out there. We oh used yes, to call that's true. Beaters. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> that's not exactly PC. That's the uh, now now they just have uh, um, they just have tank tops that says hashtag that say hashtag me too. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, the juxtaposition of. Uh, Kind of what he is still, but kind of where he started versus where he is now. So. Exactly. He, I think he's got some chains on him. And uh, it just says original gangster on the front. And you're like, yes. I'm like, this is a declaration. And uh, my favorite track on this album is by far one of the greatest just story songs of all time, which also has some Sabbath and also has some Zeppelin. And that is Midnight. Chillin' at A.M.P.M. Coolin' drinkin' apple juice and evil B.M. The sounds of loud to attract attention. Armor all tires on a lower suspension. The naughty to steer with Alpine deck was glowing. Bumpin' Big Daddy, the nigga was definitely slowing. I was riding shotgun, Donald and Hennin' back. Look through the tent, recognize the jack. Two brothers strolled up, talking about Kid Al. Yeah. 
some places red's all they know But not our luck Tonight we was real fuck Broke down an alley And we instantly had to duck Fucking police on a gang sweep No time to deal with one time So we had to creep Broke through a backyard Ran through a vacant lot Eating and dying Kept up to beat some niggas shot She was getting crazy So I had to get busy Him was bleeding worse was getting dizzy, looked in a parking lot, I needed a snatch bar, had the hot wire, so I moved on an old car, it was a bucket, but fucking it had to do, started it up, and scooped my whole crew, two blocks later, we saw a fucking blue light, the pigs were behind us, it was half past midnight, this is It was six in the morning. So now, Joey, we are up to body count, where basically Ice-T is at the height of his controversy and probably notoriety and people knowing his name throughout, you know, just in pop culture, I think, at this point. you know, for not, for, not for another year. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing. The, the legend of the first body count album is definitely... More than uh, real? Yeah, uh, because... Uh, did you do you remember seeing Body Count on like Headbangers Ball, like when the album first came out? Like there goes the neighborhood, and even uh, the very little scene Body Count video that they used for the Universal Soldier soundtrack with film footage of it <sighs> as well. That's yeah, break break thing. this no break this down for me. I'll tell you my recollection is basically I was an Ice T fan, so when Body Count came out, I bought it. And that's all I knew. These things you're telling me. So tell me how how it actually lined up into getting to the whole cop killer controversy. Yeah, there was no controversy. That's the thing. Warner Brothers, yeah, Warner Shire put out Body Count, which the, the consensus at the time was the album actually was going to be called Cop Killer, which is why the guy on the cover has it tattooed on his chest. But, excuse me, Belch. But, you know, they were like, yeah, you know, we'll just... We'll just call it body count, okay, officially. So this album comes out, and the only attention it gets, you know, it gets some, you know, your Rolling Stones of the world and stuff like that, but they don't even... But this is, like this is right after the Rodney King beatings, yes? Uh, it's it's around there. It's it's close. So, like, that's that's happened, but it hasn't gone to trial yet. Like, everything kind of is predating right now. Okay. So, uh, and 
the weird thing is the reviews were not great. I remember reading reviews on this for like almost every publication and they gave it a bad review. It was like shock for shock value and blah, blah, blah. And plus critics don't like heavy metal anyway or hardcore punk, which it is both. It's definitely more of a hardcore punk album than a metal album. The only thing that makes it metal really is the guitar tone in a lot of ways. Well, can we be honest as a, an album overall? Not that good, right? There's a few songs or do you love, well, do you like this album a lot? I, I love it. it. It reminds me of the first Suicidal Tendencies album. You know, it's okay. like a true hardcore record. And yeah, some of these guys can't play all that great, but right. that's really kind of the charm of it. And the cool thing about it is this isn't just like a team of guys that Ice-T, you know, found and, and paid them, you know, like scale. These are all guys he went to high school with in Crenshaw High. True. So this is like this is like a real bond of a band. Like they're Ernie C is a, and then, and, and uh, D rock and moose man and Beatmaster V. And they were all friends and they kept saying, they're going to start a band. And even some of the guys thought, well, what are we going to do? Start an R and B band. And he's like, no, <laughs> I'm not doing ballads. <laughs> so, you know, they do this whole thing. So, okay, let's get back to the album coming out. Uh, reviews aren't great. They're timid at best. Uh, the only time I really see them, really, they got on Headbangers Ball. And There Goes the Neighborhood was, you know, I saw that quite a bit on there. And a great video directed by Matt Mahurin, I think is his name. He did all those videos you saw in the 90s that were black and white with out-of-focus bits in it, like the Metallica Unforgiven video, Molly Cruz yeah, I can, Scream. I can see uh, that. Um, four of the five Empire videos by Queensryche. That's all the same guy. By the way... Uh, highlight of the album that's right comes out and then the album comes and goes the album is dead that's the other thing and they tried to actually get some extra radio and mtv play with the winners lose which i like the winners lose actually it's uh it's different that's for sure uh good message but the album tanks it's a it's a stiff album it's a it's a write-off and somebody picked up on cop killer i think it was somebody in in politics 
picked up on this thing. I think it was somebody near me, like in Dallas or something, because I remember the DPD had a big stance on it at the time. Uh, so this album went from being dead and being in the cutout bins to all of a sudden even hearing George Bush say something about it in a speech. I mean, that, that that's definitely literally a zero to 100. People are clamoring to pick this album up now. So now the record's selling like mad and it's, you know, the, the copies are long gone. They're not going to repress this thing. And all of a sudden, Oh, we may have to repress it kind of thing. So it almost took a year for the album to take off. It's like the uh, appetite for destruction of the uh, hardcore rap metal scene. Did it go platinum? I don't think it had the chance to go platinum. I think with the amount of copies press and the fact that it didn't do well initially, I think at least the initial run may, I mean, it went gold for sure. That I do know. And it's possible, it's possible it went platinum after the fact of the controversy. So, but it went from like not even being a gold record to probably being close to platinum just based on all that shit. Right. But I had so one of the earlier co- copies that had, like I said, I bought it probably within the month of it coming out. So the, but, but cop, cop killer, when did that get dropped? Um, so it, the, the controversy started basically in the beginning of the summer of 92, which is election season. But by the end of the summer, there was so much pressure on Ice-T that he, or at least he got to say, I am voluntarily taking this off the record. So it took about three months after the controversy. Do you like the song? I do. I think I think it's also a very important song. I, I think it's uh, one of the great protest songs of all time. It's hard to talk about this album without immediately having to do that thing up front where it's like, I do not condone. I do not condone the killing of many people. <laughs> um, and on the base surface, the thing about that we're getting into it. This is about as heavy as we're ever going to get on Cobras and Fire, I think. But that's fine. Um, you know, on the surface, the police, first responders, and all those things are there and sworn to protect us. Now, this is coming, and he calls it a narrative as a piece of fiction. But he knows people like this. I'm sure he's felt like this. Not that he obviously ever did it, because he's still with us. <laughs> so it's about somebody who was wronged, and he decides to go revenge style on a dirty cop. Right. And But but more importantly, do you think it helps him get the, the role uh, as a policeman on SVU? But going back to this in all seriousness, what you just said, I agree with everything you're saying. I just actually don't think it was a very good song. And and it, to me, it, it right from the beginning, if you, I have to actually go listen to it because I can't, I don't have that CD anymore. I have to go on YouTube and listen to the song again. Maybe it is a good song. I don't remember it. I don't remember the chorus. I don't remember anything about it. All I remember is, is as soon as I heard it, I was like, "Holy shit! This is going to stir up the controversy, and this is intentionally put here uh, to take the other side of the uh, the argument here to stir up controversy and and sell records."
it's a shock album and yeah just to, fin- just to finish up on the on the cop killer thing and then i'll let it go but uh it, it is it is definitely a of the time response to the rodney king beating because he does reference it in the song right we're just not we're just not at the uh the post you know shenanigans trial yet so between that and it being an election year somebody picked up on it which is you know one of those things just like the pmrc thing we talked about earlier you don't bring it up there's nothing there you know it's it doesn't exist if you don't hear it kind of thing and they made cop killer the most famous song of the year you could tell the slant on the controversy in different newscasts because a lot of them just because ice t's associated with it would call it a rap record right out in there when we know it's a metal or punk song and ice t even referenced it goes so many people are calling this a rap record body count is anything but a rap record because they're like, no, rock and roll is Fleetwood Mac and the Eagles, and I like rock and roll. But it was genius from from either a protest song or not. You put the, you look at that album cover, and there's a, a scary looking like a cartoonish black guy that, yeah. that tattooed cop killer on it. It says body count, so there's violence yeah. there even in the title, and sure. it's got all these things on it. That and then you see a band that this is not your living color. You know what I mean? This is a, <laughs> right. this is not your, this is not your friendly black band. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're like, not, they wear, they're like, not wearing body glove. Uh, they're wearing they're literally wearing like Jason masks. Cause, yes, and that was huge for me. Like because you know Ernie C was you know the guy that wrote the riffs and he was Ice's friend, but all these other guys were like Jason masks and face face ski masks and the hoods. And you really thought that these guys probably had current rap sheets, <laughs> maybe yeah. that they were like actually wanted for real, like. How much more shock rock can you get than that? politicians out there or the media because you helped put some more money into ist's pocket so because that album like you just said i didn't know it was such a bomb i just knew it wasn't that popular i didn't know that the the time difference of when it finally popped back up so that's interesting (laughs) to me like he he has transcended that the fact that he is in a geico commercial the most mainstream thing you could possibly think about ice tea ice tea no read the sign lemonade you know and he's on and he's on every jug in every hipster restaurants uh iced tea jug (laughs) that i didn't i've not seen anything else you want to say about body count before we move move forward no i i I still listen to the body count album pretty uh pretty consistently actually especially good after a a bad day at work sure it's like a it's like a slayer album in a sense or you know, some people do Slayer and Suicidal. I do both and also Body Count. It's fun. It's, uh, it's you know, it's not a, it's going to win any literary awards or anything or Grammys. 
No, I yeah. I hear you. No, it, it's there. There's like five tracks I like in it. The the body count didn't completely sell me until later on. But the man did beat Ice-T down a bit because he vanished for quite a few years. We're talking about this guy is, is busy every year. Body count was like beginning in 92. And uh, we had 91 for OG. And then he vanishes until around 94 for, yeah. for Home Invasion, an album that I bought and is available nowhere on earth anymore. Pretty pretty much. And even at the time, they really didn't want to make it available. Uh, he pretty much left Warner, went to Priority, which is a big indie, you know, with probably well, Priority has Priority had a bunch of rap acts. Yeah, it was, it was mostly rap. And 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 as uh, as they joked about in Straight Outta Compton, they also had the California Raisins. Uh, <laughs> I forgot that. Uh, <laughs> and th- there were rock acts on there too. But yeah, of course, they made their money off of, of rap and hip hop. Uh, but yeah, like you know, he was going to put out Home Invasion on Warner. He talks about this in the Ice Opinion, and it's one of those things where it's almost like a bad movie, like where these two people may collaborate on a movie and it doesn't do well and bad things go down and it kind of sours their own relationship, even though there was no real beef before that. Sure. And I, and I even like Warner backed me on this all the way through. They said, this is your right to say it. We back artists, first amendment rights and all this other thing. And after a while he just felt guilty and he thought that maybe there was a kind of a stink on him with the label. So he, he wasn't dropped. He just decided to leave. You know, and they mutually parted ways. And so Home Invasion actually got shelved for an entire year, basically, because of all that. All cops want me, so does the FBI, because my rhymes will fly. This is trying to stop me, shut me down, block me, make motherfuckers boycott me. But that'll never happen, it's impossible. I move straight through all obstacles. They say I'm fucking up the minds of little kids. But half my fans are in college. PMRC, suck my dick, please. You can kiss my ass while you're on your knees. Word, you listen to the verbal assassinator. He hits a crossfader. I inject factual data into your cranium. Glows like uranium, hard as titanium. Parents are blaming them for teaching you lies about life. Racist viewpoints and other trite bullshit they learned back in they day. While I yell about death from an AK, but they'll never quite understand. Bam, 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 no gat, it's a walkman. Boom, bash, yeah, yo, it's going down. B and Ice Cube are in town, but the fucking pigs cancel the concert. They're just scared of some niggas that do work. What did they do? What did I do? Just say truth, motherfucker, and it's coming through. I'll tell you what we did. We stole your fucking kids, the home invader. This is home invasion. Home invasion. Home invasion. All right, we got the motherfucking kids. We out of here. Come on. I checked the bank, bought a portion gear, and earned high street rank. But as I grew, my whole crew fell through. Cops had us on the books. As interstate crooks, murder, robbery, rape, escape, the whole damn nine, we'd rob a nigga blind. I had too much juice. I cut my boosters loose. I was intrigued with the pimp game. Took on the ice name, but the pimp game moved too slow, especially for a nigga who was hooked on quick dough. Then one night late, I was in a car wreck and was lucky to escape. Hospital for 10 weeks in a bed, almost dead. And when I got well, I got caught in a cross and got locked in a jail cell. That's how I'm living. That's how I'm living. 
they cut me loose And I had changed troop This time they didn't catch me Next time they stretched me Cause my time was getting short All my homies was in court Or locked in the hole This shit was getting old So I changed my life Put down the gun, picked up the mic It took ten years To get from there to here But I still keep a gun Cops got me on the run And they hate me more Now than they ever did before My homies came back from the pen And we all were together True friends But every once in a while some punk Mistakes me as a chump And he gets in my face Wrong motherfucking place And I ain't lying That's how you're dying Yeah, so it's shelved And sometimes things are shelved for multiple reasons This is not a great album at all uh, But I remember I like the title track I like the concept of a home invasion Where it's basically him infecting All these kids' ears uh, and, and, and bringing all this violence And, and reality to their to their world. That's kind of interesting. And, but the most interesting thing about this album is it's something that I completely forgot about until it was brought up by uh, some interview with, with Ice-T is that he, I don't think he even got paid or anything, but he gave the chorus 99. He had a song called 99 Problems, which is not that good yeah. of a song at all. But the chorus is the the, the famous exact same chorus that, uh, that Jay-Z used. And I love them all. I love them crazily. And they love me back. That's why they stay with me. So if you're having girl problems, I'm for bad for your son. I got 99 problems and a bitch ain't one. Hit me. 99 problems and a bitch ain't one. If you're having girl problems, I'm for bad for your son. Got 99 problems and a bitch ain't one. Got a bitch that's old, a bitch that's new. A bitch who loves velvet and the color's blue. I got a bitch that's fat, a bitch that's built. A bitch all the titties give out powdered milk. I got a bitch who's funny, a bitch you ain't. A bitch that can sing, a bitch who can't I got a bitch that loves fucking on an airplane I even got a bitch off Soul Train I got a bitch who rolls ragtop bins Long ends I got a bitch who's broke as a bum But she's the most fun I got a bitch that plays piano, a bitch you don't A bitch that dances naked, a bitch that won't A bitch who's short, a bitch who's tall A bitch who burns my phone out with priority calls And I love them all I love them crazily, and they love me back. That's why they stay with me. So if you're having girl problems, I'm for bad for your son. Got 99 problems, and a bitch ain't one. Hit me. Alan, have you ever seen Surviving the Game? Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. And this was it's not a great fucking movie, that. actually. That is, if you're talking about quote unquote B movies. Yeah. This wasn't this wasn't straight to video, but it might as no, well. No, I saw I saw this in the movie theater too, which is amazing to me. Yeah, and of course. Rest in peace, Rugger Hauer. Yep. It's my favorite, my personal favorite Rugger Hauer movie. I don't, I don't think we should even give it away. Like, just watch this film. Ice T, Rugger Hauer, Charles Dutton. Yes, Rock. He's in it. Uh, it's a, it's a twist. Movie. It's a modern twist on a classic book, though. Exactly. Yes. Uh, rich men, rich men, and a game. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is really good. Uh, then you've got like he's in Johnny, jeez, uh, uh, he's in with a Keanu Reeves or Johnny Mnemonic. Is that how they say that? Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah, <laughs> forgot about that movie. Yeah. Then of course he. Yeah, he, Rollins uh, is in that too, by the way. That's right. Oh, oh, sorry. You got SVU for twenty years, but then randomly I didn't even know these. And then Ice loves Coco. 
you know, yeah. reality series for a couple of years. I, but watched, then I watched it. Yeah, I watched that show. Yeah, I, I never saw it. it. Was any good? Funny? Stupid? It's what? it's fine. It's reality? got scripted. It's just like Family Jewels or any of those sure. other shows. But you know, it's just whoever you're in the mood to watch. Then I didn't even know this, but he's in. I have to see this. He's in an episode of Unbreakable, The Unbreakable Kelly Schmidt. Oh yeah, uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, my wife watches that. I need to ask her about that. Yeah, and I don't know what this show is, but he's the voice uh, in a show called Deadly Class, and he is he is uh, somebody's playing an iced tea slot machine. So I can only imagine the horrible things the slot machine is saying. Oh yeah. <laughs> Before we uh, go to the last uh, couple body count albums and kind of wrap this up, also we should say that that uh, you know one is another situation where you would have. Uh, somebody from the lead singer of Ugly Kid Joe, Lemmy, and Ice T oh. on the same track doing Born to Raise Hell off of Airheads. Yeah, I, I can't believe that I almost let that go. That's thank you for bringing that up. That is, I mean, that's one of my favorite soundtrack songs ever. Anyway, but yeah, I just wonder. I I think there were other people that were asked to do it beforehand. <laughs> that's that's who they wound up with. Uh, I need to go look Everybody that up. else declined to end up with Ice T, Ugly Kid Joe, and Lemmy. And by the way, uh, not a huge fan of that that track, but the song it shows how great that track "Born to Raise Hell" is. That you can't really fuck it up. Is my point. But body count, bring us up to date. Body count fell off for me. Didn't even know they existed until about five years ago when they had kind of a comeback album. Uh, Sumerian, when they signed body count and gave them their creative control and gave them an album deal and basically brought them back from the dead. I was so excited and my excitement was peaked even further with one of the most amazing music videos ever. (laughs) Talk shit, get shot. I mean, the, the intro, the first minute is hilarious with that kid. Oh, shit, nigga. Body count is back. And I hate them niggas. Don't nobody give a fuck about heavy metal. Nigga, all we listen to in these streets is Drake, Drake, Drake. Uh-huh. Let me tweet this shit. Body count is back. Hashtag who the fuck cares. <laughs> Hashtag Ice T. Hashtag nigga. I prefer lemonade. <laughs> nigga, I'm gonna get these motherfuckers some new names for this shit. Fucking hashtag body bitch. <laughs> Cause they bitches. More like body older. You niggas probably stink. Send this shit right now. Bam! Talk shit! Talk shit! Get shot!
motherfuckers think this is a game? You think you can say anything you want and nothing will ever happen to you? You think we live in a new age? But let me tell you, it can happen real easy. Don't make me bring the gravity, nigga. You can get hit with the fifth, twisted with the biscuit, blasted with the ratchet, jack with the mac, body with the shoddy, dump with the pump, rock with the clock, sprayed with the K, dome with the chrome, down with the pound, tap with the strap, whack with the gag, dusted with the musket, tag with the mag, wet with the intratech, bled with the lead. Talk shit, get shot. It's violent to the point where it's cartoonish. I mean, it's it's so over the top. Well, it's just it's just it's about like people. To, it's just about it's like people, uh, you know, throwing down uh, shit. It's like uh, three sided opinions, but no backup. Yes, with uh, with a more uh, enjoyable ending than even <laughs> Bob Strike Back could even uh, have mustered. It's <laughs> it's basically a hardcore R-rated version of the ending of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, <laughs> that but is with true. gats instead of fists. Sure, you need to be more polite is the the message of the uh, the song. I believe this album it's got a couple of good tracks for me. Back to Rehab's pretty funny, um, and oh, uh, but but but. Come on. As far as covers, you know, whatever you want to say about it, I can't think of a cover that updated a song lyrically and everything that made it funny. The video's hilarious. It took a took a song that was just kind of like forgotten about, you know, for a long time. For the most part, you know, suicidal tendencies institutionalized and brought it to Xbox to make in front of vegans to uh <laughs> The, 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 the computer password guy. The computer is, password guy, which is like racist <laughs> kind of, uh, yeah. you know. See, this guy's from India or some shit. The, yeah, uh, yeah, in, the, in the video, he's got a flying carpet on his computer <laughs> in the background. Right. I mean, it's so racist. The other day I go on the internet. I'm just trying to check my email. So I put in my password. It says I have an invalid password. I know my fucking password. So then it says go to customer service. So I get on customer service. I start talking to this dude. This motherfucker sound like he's from India or some shit. He says to me, what's your first dog's name? I don't know what my fucking first dog's name was. What the fuck's the matter with you? I just want my password. Give me my fucking password. So then he ends up giving me my password. And he says, your password has been sent to your email address. I'm like, I can't get in my email address. What about can't get in my email address? Do you not understand, motherfucker? He says, oh my God, it seems like you have an anger problem. You should have that checked out. Ah! I'm not crazy. Institution. You're the one that's crazy. Institution. You drive me crazy. Institution. They put me in the institution. Said it was the only solution to give me the professional help to save me from the enemy myself. So the greatest album body count album for me is bloodlust this one came out in one of my worst years of all time 2017 when you know 
things just weren't going the right way. So Ice-T was my soundtrack. It might have been my top album of the year. It's definitely in the top five. And this album, I mean, from the mo- from the first 30 seconds, I was like, okay, now we're doing an updated version of uh, Shut Up, Be Happy. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. I mean- and, and the fact that, that Dave Mustaine, to, to tie this in, played that live. I mean, played that as an intro to a live show. Uh, live Megadeth show shows me why he was brought in to do the whole like apocalyptic uh, police state intro for Civil War, which is a great song for me. Yeah, a solo. It, he does a ripping solo on that too. Mustaine does. It's really cool. I mean, uh, what a can you think of a better one-two punch on a metal album this decade? And I'll say it this decade than Civil War into the ski mask way. Come on, man. I mean. Uh, I hope you didn't get so far behind that you had contemplated getting paid the ski mask way, by the way, just on a side note here. (laughs) I didn't. I didn't. Things worked out. Police are hunting for two suspects in a violent home invasion. They are worried that these men may strike again. But yeah, between those two, and it's just like, boom, boom. It's, it's like, then you go into, this is the way we ride. And oh, uh, yeah. Black, Dude, uh, if, if I ever get shot, I'm not going to say peace. I'm gonna get that <laughs> motherfucker. <Yeah. laughs> um, they didn't need Max Cavalera. I like Max, all right, but they didn't right. need him on this. They didn't. Uh, the, a lot of the this, guest stuff is kind of like, eh. But it's still yeah. there. Like it's just a, it's it's a it's a surface album. Everything's right there. There's no digging into it. But the production on this, yeah. I don't even know who the producer is. But they they just bring it. Like if you wanted to just like, just like let all your rage out for like 35 minutes, we have a slay. Fucking raining blood is on here. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. There's a great video of them just doing that live in a rehearsal studio. So fucking cool. Uh, yeah, and you're like that's one of his favorite bands, and I like that Ice always has to kind of flex his metal cred sometimes. Like right. I've been listening to Slayer and Sabbath for years. I'm like, dude, trust me, the ones that give a shit understand. No, he's that silly intro. My favorite yeah. bands are A, yeah. B, and yeah. C. I know. You're like he doesn't need to do that. Like 
that's something for his book. That's not something for the record. Like, we know you're not a poser, dude. And plus, even if we thought that, we're not going to say it to your face. We're not even going to say it on Twitter. Because, by the way, you own Twitter now, too, for sure. Joey, it's been a while since we talked, and uh, I, I threw this at you, and you immediately said, that, "Yeah, let's do this." So I thought that was great. Yeah, and uh, needed a reason to do this. I mean, we've been kind of beating around it. On you guys on Cobras and Fire have been kind of dancing around this, and I'm glad he finally got his own episode here. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, t- so Rock Strikes Ten. And you have you are kind of like the Kin Mills Junior, or maybe the senior at this point. I'm not sure how, if you have more or less than the Kin Mills uh, uh, podcast, uh, you know, propaganda maybe. machine. Please tell me everything about Rock Strikes Ten and all the podcasts that you do, please. Uh, yeah, the the music flagship of CNJRadio.com is Rock Strikes Ten. It's got the most episodes of any of them. Uh, I'm very proud of the show. I try to do a different theme every time with some revisited themes here and there. We uh, And yeah, just everything else is on cnjradio.com. Check it out. There's some great shows on there that I back. Come on. Mention uh-huh. a few of them, though. You got the, the revival of, of uh, Talking Rock. Come on. Yeah, Talking Rock with myself and the great Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, where we pick a topic and talk about it for a half hour or so. There's the flagship, the Wrestling House Show, which in the thousands of pro wrestling podcasts, it is truly a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. And I mean that there's a synaptic empire with Randy Brown who was at the first Lollapalooza. So go hit him up and ask him what he thought Ooh. of uh, body count that day. All right. Uh, was even, was even early enough to see him who knows. Uh, so ask him about that. Also there's, I am vinyl with myself and Pete LaRussa, uh, brand new podcast on uh, cnjradio.com. How, how many episodes are out on that? I remember you mentioned it, but I don't think I've actually heard that one yet. 
there's three with a fourth and a fifth on the way. Okay, so. done. I'm in. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's it's Pete's really steering the ship on this one. I'm going to be on some episodes too, but Pete's doing a great job, and uh, everybody should definitely uh, listen to his stuff. Uh, he's good people. I definitely wouldn't have somebody on our network if I didn't think that they had some quality. Uh, also, being a good person. Uh, goodness, last theater with Chris, which is kind of you know, there's been a few episodes out this year, but we're going to tackle a big series coming up soon. And if you didn't listen to our Friday the Thirteenth series, then you definitely should do that. Can I just tell you, I I just really respect um, you know, your time management to be able to fit in all these podcasts plus getting the top score of Journey until that one asshole takes your score away at the, <laughs> at the arcade. So good yeah. job. Well, when I was talking about the cop killer controversy earlier and talking about how. It, there was that racist angle where they didn't want to say rock and roll. Um, another thing that makes it kind of hypocritical on their parts is that you could still probably catch this song daily on classic rock radio. So there's my point right there. Body Count at one point did cover Hey Joe by Jimi Hendrix. Ooh, you're right. That's a good pull. It was on that that, that uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix tribute album, like in 93 or 94, wasn't it? Yeah, Stone Free. It's got some good acts on there. Yeah, yeah. And you put you put Body Count on there, and Hey Joe sounds a little bit different. Yeah, even though they didn't change one lyric on it. Interesting. Nope. Not at mm. all. Mm. All right, Joey. You want to get out of here? Yeah, let's do it.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 